Hello and welcome to another episode of the Autos and Airways podcast. I am your host, Alex Shum. Today I'm joined by my friend Abigail, um, also known as She Talks Cars on all the social medias. So uh, Abigail, thank you for coming on. And um, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? Hi, hi, Alex. Thanks for having me. I Very feel welcome. Honored. I feel like I've known you forever, even though you're uh, quite a far way away. Um, yeah. But my name's Abigail, guys, or you may know me as She Talks Cars because she does talk a lot about cars. Uh, and basically, I am a female content creator and self-professed car expert that likes to help people when it comes to car buying. I like to review cars, say things that I like about cars and help people to find cars that are right for them that they feel informed about buying. So it's not to say, yeah, you should buy this, you should buy that. It's helping people to make their own informed choices because don't get me wrong, like salesmen, you know, not like they used to be like back in the day. They're not pushy and they don't pressurize you as much anymore. However, people, if they don't know what it is that they want to buy, they can be led. I want people to be informed. So that's the whole reason why I do what I do to help people and also just to talk about cars all day. So it's a, yeah. a, a perfect storm, really. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, like-minded people like to talk about the same stuff. So I'm kind of the yeah, same way. Exactly. I like to, you know, I, um, you know, I've said in one of my old episodes, you know, I'm, a few years ago when all of my friends were like getting their first cars, yeah. they all came to me and are like, Alex, what do you want? Or what should I get? You know, what do you recommend? Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> give me a list of stuff that's important to you and I'll, find you the best thing and that's kind of like yeah. what I did um yeah and it's just like you know with me I'm just like always reading you know motor trend well, motor trend and motor trend has gone downhill but car and driver you know top gear magazine even yeah. your European or European stuff you know like auto car you know and stuff obviously here road and track car yeah. and driver all that and okay. you know Jalopnik is another like big one that I read on just because I love always you know, what's what's the latest stuff there's always it's something coming out stuff. every single day yeah. Um, there's always something happening in car town Ab- absolutely you're oh, right there's always go. something yeah so yeah that's kind of you know I mean you know me already but you know my listeners already know already know me <laughs> so with that let's move on to the um cars and bids segment so the auction yes. I God, love this website we need this yeah. in the UK like an equivalent that's as good with the same quality of cars yeah I don't know. He say go contact Doug Demiro because this is his website. It's his. He he smashed he, it. He he did a really good. I should have sold my Disco Four on this website. Um, oh really? I should have. I didn't. I could have gotten a lot more money for it. So did you auction I, it or did you just sell it? I just sold it, and it was a couple months okay. before everyone needed a car, and I could have ah. sold it. I could have sold it for like. I probably could have sold it for double what I sold it for, but oh, I don't even think about that. Oh, I know, no. but my my defender showed up almost a month early, and I needed to get rid of it because I had we could not keep we we just couldn't keep five cars at our house. We that just didn't have sense. the room. Um, but you got your defender, so let's not yeah. on the on the other things. <laughs> yes. So I'm. This is the car that you chose, and why don't you tell us why you chose it? Very interesting choice. Especially for, yeah. you know, a, a British person like you. Were you surprised by my choice? Yes. Why? Honestly, I was. I know you like SUVs, but I was not expecting this. Well, 
I'm going to tell, right, so I'm going to tell people what it is. Guys, this is a 2005 Hummer H2. It's four-wheel drive, 7.2 litres, VA, and it's been modified. It's got air suspension package and loads of kit. So, um, in the UK, or maybe I'll just speak for myself here, but when I was younger, everyone used to fantasise about Hummers. We, did, we didn't really have them, and we don't really have them here apart from limousines. We've got Hummer yeah. limos, but that's as far as it goes. We have those too. Left-hand drive. They're not too keen on converting them. I've heard that converting them is a bit of an arse. Um, but yeah, I'd love to wrap that and just do some crazy stuff with it, to be honest. So that's why I chose it, because it's a total wild card. And inside, even though it's old, it looks amazing. It looks better than some car interiors now. Um, It looks okay, but oh, no. I... I don't know. I was looking at a different Hummer. Sorry, I was looking at a few. I got a bit excited last night. <clears throat> I looked well, this... at a different Hummer that had a lovely um, quilted red interior. So I take that back. The interior is not great in here, but I don't care. Oh. It looks amazing outside. Dude, it is early to mid 2000s GM. It is so cheap on the inside of the. Oh my God. I said, yeah, I, I said this in one of my... This is not the Hummer that I was talking about, <laughs> Alex. I got a bit carried away when I you sent me the website. You, you, this is the one that you sent me, so I just, like, did that. Mm. But this one's really nice. This one has... This one um, has been modified. Yeah. It has... They engine-swapped it. They took out the 5.3-liter V8 that came standard with it, mm. and they swapped in a 6.2-liter V8, which is actually the same engine that it, the newer Hummers had. So they just bought a crate engine from GM yeah. and swapped it. It got like an X, I think this one's like 300, almost 400 horsepower. And the standard was like 390, 393. Yeah. So um, they surprisingly, they still kept the four speed automatic in here. I would, I would have expected them because you could also just buy a six speed automatic transmission also directly from GM mm -hmm. and it hooked right up. It's a much better transmission, but also these four speeds are bulletproof. Um, yeah. Maybe but, it's just because they've already put enough money into it and oh, yeah. enough because Gearbox is a bit of an ass. Yeah. So, but yeah. But I, I mean, this is a roads in that. And plus, when I first looked at it, the price looked very appealing. Oh, um, it is now. Well, we'll see what it in three days it ends. Right now, it's $8,900. Whatever that is yeah, in pounds, I, I don't that. know. Um, <laughs> I pay that. Um, but yeah, it's actually it's it's in pretty good condition. I mean, someone took someone took care look, of it. Honestly, from the outside, it one owner, like it. one owner car. Exactly. It doesn't look it's that. It doesn't look like it's that old from outside, no. does it? No, in, it doesn't look English, like a sixteen-year-old car. No, it, the only issue is it's left on drive. Yeah, I'm used to that. <laughs> but yeah, you're used to that. <laughs> but the thing about this is. So, you know, I talked about it in one of my old podcasts. I didn't talk a whole lot about it. This is one of the strangest cars I've ever driven. Um, just, it's so, first of all, it's just the looks that you get. I mean, when I was younger, when I was a kid, I thought this, I thought this was like hot shit when I was a kid. Yeah, and so did I. <laughs> now, now, now it's, it's just kind of vulgar. Um, you think this is vulgar? Yes, but in a good way. Okay, good. It's cool. It's it's cool, it's but it's grand. just like it's just like you know, yeah, it, like you can't not think, oh, it, there's an asshole driving that. Well, but, I am an asshole. <laughs> I'd love to drive that. <laughs> but no, these things are just so strange. And, and so I, I have driven both. Actually, I've driven a five three and a six two. The six two is a just much better 
um, with the auto, wow. the six speed, it was just much, much smoother, much more refined, a lot more power. What kind of terrain did you drive on in the roads? Place? I'm gonna go off roading in that thing. Yeah, and you know it's strange. You know these, these things are massive. There they were massive 15, 20 years ago when they came out. Now this is not that much bigger than my Defender. It's, no, it's really not. Cars have just gotten huge. Um, mm. But it's 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 a solid choice, and it's um. It is. Like I said, it might be vulgar, but it's it's so charming. And it is. It's, I uh, want to wrap it green. And then like what, like bright green? Yeah, like the mask. <laughs> there you go. A little Grinchmobile, yeah, I love it. But, so I love the fact that you were surprised by that, to be honest. Like, to Yeah, I was. Card. I was not yeah? expecting that. So I'll, wow. um, I'll show you what I went for. I went for this. Mm -hmm. 2008 Porsche 911 GT3 RS. Oh. It's a 997.1. Um, nice. It's got the ceramic brakes. It's in the finish in this awesome RS green, uh, six-speed yeah. manual. Uh, it's got yeah. Sport Corona package. It's oh, you know, yeah. this engine. It's flat a 3.6 liter flat stick. It's it's the Mesger engine, which is probably the best engine Porsche has ever made. Um, and it smiles at you. It what does. You want? It's it's it's. I mean, this is such a great track car. I mean, 415 horsepower. And Can I see the specs? Will you show me the specs? Can I see? <clears throat> like what? Uh, like this or? What? Yeah, on the car that you've chosen. Let me have a look at the, the details of it. <clears throat> I think they, oh, let's see, hold on. Um, have they done any mods to it? Uh, yes, there's an exhaust and there is something else. There was a, um, a, a fab speed intake system and a shark works exhaust. So just an intake and exhaust. Nice. So there in it right now, it's there's three days left. It's it's currently up to two hundred thousand dollars. Well, it's not in British money. You know what? I don't let's let's see. Let's have a look. It's been a while since I've looked at currency. Dollars to pounds conversion. Yeah. Tell me what tell me what that's going for. So I like the fact that it's got sports chrono. <laughs> yeah. So one dollar, I don't want euro. I said pounds. G B P. Not Egyptian pound. Here, there we go. So yeah. that is two hundred thousand. So that's one hundred forty-eight thousand pounds. Interesting. So Interesting. let's see here. Okay. This is what it's got. Yeah, let's have a look. So it's got the Bison on headlamp package, mm -hmm. seat belts in speed yellow. Yes, I love that to match the the camera. Yeah, love that. I, I love wish stuff like that. Those little details. And of course, this car is what is this? this is an 08, so that's thirteen years old. I would have liked. I would have liked PCM. I would have liked an infotainment yeah. system, but that's just me. And also a premium sound system. Even though it's a track car, I still want. I still want my the premium thing audio. Is Porsche, Porsche never focus on that stuff. They're one of the last in the Volkswagen group to get the tech. Like VW and Audi get the tech before Porsche. Porsche they used to be car. that way. Now it's yeah. kind of the op. Now they kind of did a whole one eighty. Now I mean, well, now they're all just all doing everything together. It's just you know all Maybe the cars are the same. US. Maybe in the US, but not for Volkswagen Group in no. the UK at all. It's still the same. They're just coming on now, Porsche. I don't yeah. know, loads of people 
that I've got Porsche that they don't have any good kit in them. It's so well, it, well, you can get all the stuff, but you have to get it. Standard, yes, that's how it is here in the US. They come with no equipment at all. Like no, the most thing. basic stuff you have to pay extra for. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, They're getting a little bit better, but it's still not. Agreed. I'm sorry. Why not do I have that. to pay? Why do I have to pay $370 for a rear windshield wiper on a 911? Why? I know. Should just mental, be standard or don't, don't put it on there. Yeah. But I, I'm weird like that. I'd want one. But no, this is a lovely, lovely. I love the color. That's oh, all yeah. the color <laughs> There you go. RS green. It's uh yeah, and these I mean I'm I'm a big 911 fan. I am 911 is I guess arguably probably the best sports car ever made. They just keep refining it. Just keep refining it. They're lovely, lovely, lovely cars. So yeah, have you ever driven an old one, Alex? The oldest one I've driven was a 993. So the last of the air cooled. Okay. That was I've not driven anyone before any 911s before that. Loved it. Loved it. It was great. It was um truly analog. I love that engine. The air cooled engine was great. Um, it, it they don't make cars like that anymore. Um, no. I almost feel like the new 911 is still as amazing as it is. It still feels a little bit too. I don't want to say removed, but it it's 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 not like a 993. Um, no, I've never driven a 993. It was um, it was great. Yeah, it was the one. I, it was a Carrera 4S, so it was the all-wheel drive. For, um, or it was, no, it wasn't the. It was nice. just a Carrera Four. Carrera Four. Okay. I don't nice. even remember. I don't remember. It was a Carrera, and it was all-wheel drive. Whether it was, I don't know if they did S back then or not, but it was a four-wheel drive Carrera 911. Nice. Um, so yeah. Um, Let's, uh, I guess, do you want to move on talk about um, the UK moving to electric and how I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, or at least as soon as everyone says. You don't think it's going to happen? Oh, it's happening. Well, Um, a couple of weeks ago with Tish, I mean, she kind of, with this whole car shortage thing, it seems like a lot of people have either switched or seriously considering it, but I still don't, I still am not 100% convinced. Well, in the in America, it's easy to have that view because Biden has said, from what I've read, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. that fifty percent is his commitment. Fifty percent of you know new vehicles produced have got to be electric from twenty thirty. Whereas in the UK, different scenario. It's not a fifty percent scenario. It's a hundred percent scenario. So I can understand in America when it's big big engines everyone's you know gas is so cheap not anymore um, not anymore ever since anymore. he showed up ever since he showed up it shot oh, way up Biden. oh 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 no it's great no there there are people like putting stickers on gas pumps that with right. pictures of joe biden like pointing and on below it it says i did that Basically oh, saying, no. like, I'm the one that caused all, all the... I'll, I'll send you some stuff about it. It's hilarious. Yeah, because when I think of America, I think... And I've, I have been, but not for a long time. Um, I always think of big cars, mm-hmm. big engines, mm-hmm. trucks. Very yeah. big on truck culture. Oh, yeah. Um, Huge. SUV culture. That is America. In my yeah. book. And 
you guys are doing a lot more gas guzzling than us, but the UK is suffering hard. Do you know what I mean? So I can understand why you're saying that you don't think it's going to happen because to say 50%, that is a bit half-arsed. But I don't understand the politics behind that. But in the UK, it's an all-in situation. So it feels different for us. We don't really have a choice. And it's not that we're not going to be able to still buy cars that are uh, not electric if they're used. It's just that no new new ones that are manufactured manufactured are are going to be uh, emitting emissions. And that's what it's about. And then the challenge is the charger network. But one thing that's interesting is in America, everything's quite spread out very much so areas like that here but it's nowhere near cornwall america do you know what i mean like cornwall that's far away from everything yeah but that's where i'm going next year but oh yeah i remember you saying yeah that's exciting but do you see what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's a different terrain so it's going to be a lot harder for america to adopt it when they're big gas guzzlers and B, everything's so spread out, the terrain's different. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the UK, we've got no choice. This is happening. This is this is this is my little contradiction with that. Yes. And it's, you know, without getting political, it's politicians. You know, politicians yeah, make these big claims. Oh, we're gonna be full EV by 2030. Mm-hmm. There, the infrastructure isn't there, and there's in like just exactly what you're saying. The infrastructure isn't there, and it's not going to be there in eight and a half years. It, it, it's 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 impossible. No, it, I think it will be there in eight yeah. and a half years in America. In, in the UK, I don't know about America. That's different, but in the UK, I think it will be. Got no choice. Well, I don't. I even in the UK, I don't think so. And I this this is what always happens. Politicians make these big claims, you know, yeah, to get reelected or to you know to get more votes or whatever. But then it's always quietly rolled back a little bit, you know. Yeah. They're not gonna, they're not gonna announce like, oh, well, we can't do this. It'll be twenty thirty five. It'll just be like quietly rolled back. We'll yeah. give you a few more years, and that's exactly what I think is, is going to happen. The people it affects, obviously, it affects drivers, but the, the first person affected is the manufacturer because mm-hmm. they've got to change what they're doing, and they're already doing it. So it's going to be the from a manufacturer perspective, it's it's on them. It's not on us to adopt electric by 2030. That's not what it is. It's the manufacturers have got to manufacture cars that are not, you know, zero right. emissions from then onwards. So it's on them. It's nothing to do with us as consumers. It's obviously they want us to adopt it and they've put certain incentives in place like, um, you know, money off your wall box to charge the thing free free um electric for a little bit from certain suppliers and then you know it started off at about five grand off for an electric vehicle now it's gone down to two and a half grand over time so they are doing stuff to incentivize people then there's different regulations mm-hmm. brought out um so they're trying to push us towards electric but it's not like no one can buy a car again that's not electric from 2030 it's more it's just things. yeah no all new cars will yeah. be electric or hybrid hybrids meant to be you know falling off from 20 uh, from 2035 but i always feel like Wait, hybrids are a bit hold, redundant hold on anyway. hold on hold on hold on the, i yes. have not heard that so 20 no. you'll still be able to buy internal combustion cars car, cars after 2030 in the uk but hybrids well no or is it so it, you, it's a ban because no, no, it's about 
it's about right. emissions. But what they what they've said is hybrids will stop being manufactured from twenty thirty five. However, it doesn't quite make sense that to be honest, because if it's about emissions, well, they still emit some emissions and mm-hmm. hybrids are pretty redundant. I mean, what's the best a hybrid's going to give you? 40 miles? What's the point? Oh, you see the new Range Rover plug-in hybrid? I, you know, in the UK? This is the, press, this is the press kit for the new Range Rover, the one that was just okay. announced last week. 57 okay, yeah. fucking pages long. And one of the, because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I recorded a podcast with someone else and we're going to talk, and we're talking yeah. about this and we we need to do another episode with it but this is what stuck out to me you know plug-in hybrid 40 miles that's it Mm. wherever the hell this is oh my god why do you make oh here we go here we go no extended range six-cylinder plug-in hybrid power this is coming from this uh, press kit okay so um this doesn't really apply to us because the u.s does not do wltp so the mm-hmm. new extended range plug-in PHEV powertrains combine the inherent refinement of Land Rover's inline three-liter six-cylinder ingenium petrol engine with a 38.2 kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery, a 31.8 kilowatt-hour usable battery capacity, and a 105 kilowatt electric motor integrated into the transmission. Um, this combination provides a WLTP electric vehicle range for up to 100 kilometers or 62 miles. That's pretty good. Well, I mean. That's a better. That's a better range. That's like double the average range yeah. here of a hybrid. However, I've never seen that achievable. And you've uh, let's also remember: is that offsetting the three-liter petrol engine? Mm. It seems a bit like you're just ticking boxes here. That re- uh, Land Rover said they're not releasing a fully electric range over to 2025. Because obviously, mm. that's taking some quite pioneering technology to move right. that amount of weight around. You know, and get a decent range. Literally, um, yeah. could you imagine no Range Rover? It's got no range, it's absolutely <laughs> no range on this, right? Rover. It's you just a rover, I mean? right? It's just a rover, but oh, they're no, here saying they're expecting a real world range of around 50 miles, which is still way better than everything. Range, what they're saying is still like rolling road scenarios, right? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, it's still it, gonna get 45 50. You know, right, 60, you get 62 miles in an EPA laboratory, or whatever the equivalent of the EPA is, Environmental Protection Agency, whatever your European equivalent yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Yes, on, on a dyno in a lab, in perfect conditions, in zero, whatever. But, yeah, yeah I just, again, I'm just not convinced. That might be the slight right-winger in me, but, again, I just don't, I I know that's not going to happen here in the U.S. either. I mean, 50% is probably more achievable, but I don't think it's probably going to be 35, maybe 40% full EV by 2030. Yeah, but the thing is, it depends on the manufacturers. Mm -hmm. It's them that make the decision. It's not about the buyer. At the end of the day, we can only buy what they make. So the the whole thing is between the government or our government, and in your case, your government, Mm -hmm. and the manufacturers. Because it's not down to us as the drivers to be, you know, electric from 2030. It's whatever the manufacturers make. So that's between those two. And then we're just the minions. But it is also <laughs> between the people that buy them. Because if no one wants an electric car, no one's going to buy. But people rely, I mean, these manufacturers rely on, they don't make money off of used cars or secondhand cars. They make money on they new do. cars. Manufacturers and, do, but the dealers do. Right. But the thing is, like, manufacturers make 
first of all, yes, government regulations, but also what the people want. Not everyone, here, at least here in the US, electric is taking off, but not much. I think last year, electric cars outsold manual transmission cars in the US, mm-hmm. but it's still like 2% of the entire you know, new car market was EV. Yeah. It's just not, you know, but then not again, Think, we don't know I yet. Think, we don't know yet, actually. It's, no. We're debating I over think, something we don't know. No, that's true. It's speculative. But what I will say is the adoption of EVs is on the up. I think it's up about mm-hmm. 40% in the UK. And that is driven by a lot of different things. And I can see that the media are taking a bit of a, a, a part in this because there was things like the fuel shortage, which yep. was entirely manufactured Mm -hmm. let's be honest to drive up the price of fuel but after that the searches for fuel were up so high in the uk everyone was looking at uh, sorry not the searches for fuel the searches for electric vehicles so literally one fuel shortage it doesn't exist but that's what consumer behavior is like let's see what electric's like yeah but then electric prices have gone up do you see what's going Mm -hmm. on it's like a big circus yeah, that's exactly what Tish was telling me about. I mean, I wasn't, yeah. I was kind of back when it was happening. That w- I wasn't very familiar with it, but yeah, it's, uh, I was kind of shocked how much, um, it's, you know, it's taken off. But, you know, again, yeah. with me I being old school, I, I'm not against electric, but I just, I just can't make a switch. I'm, I'm I, you know, if you listen yeah, to you it, have to, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, the, the second best car I've driven this year was the Porsche Taycan. It impressed, and it's electric. It impressed me so much. I was yeah. so impressed by that car. It was a Porsche. It just happened to be electric. Yeah. But hopefully they don't do it to the 911. I don't know how I feel about that. Porsche said that they are not going to do a full EV 911 until they are absolutely under forced. Under the, yeah. well, no, until they're absolutely forced to. Um, there's going to be a hybrid version. Well, there's held the uh, 991 it had a longer wheelbase to um, accompany a battery, but that never happened. But I guarantee 992 at some point is going to have some form of electrification. Yeah. Um, probably within the next few years, we'll see that. But yeah, Porsche, did, they, times. They, did, um, they did say the 911 will always have a flat six. So, okay. and they we'll can't, they can't get rid of it. It's the core of their brand. But we'll, right, we'll see. But um, but no, I guess my car of the year was the Taycan until I drove another car, which is the Cadillac CT5 Blackwing, which just was okay. amazing. Um, I'll talk about that later because I'll ask you what your car of the year is kind of at the end of this. But okay. that car, um, yeah, I, that car made me forget about the Porsche Taycan. It was just like, yeah, Porsche Taycan's <laughs> great, but this Cadillac, this is like, this is this is what I want. Cool. This is yeah. I, I'm sorry, I'm not oh. saying no to a 6.2 liter supercharged V8, six speed yeah. manual transmission, rear wheel drive. Yeah. It's it's an M5 competitor. It's slower than an M5 in a straight line, but still faster around a racetrack than an M5 CS, believe it or not. But who's driving around the racetrack? This is another thing that I don't right. get. So I like fast cars. I like supercars. Mm-hmm. I like all different types of cars. We've got an old Porsche 911, a 930. Mm-hmm amazing car but you can't drive that every day because it's hard to drive and it's got a lot of power it's killed a lot of people because it's so powerful 
I don't drive on a track. So what I don't get is why people are so obsessed with how powerful their car is. Like in the UK, a lot of people remap their cars. Fair enough, it makes it more fuel efficient. It makes the, it can make the car perform better. However, what is the obsession with giving it X amount of BHP when you can't use that? You can drive at 70 mile per hour max legally. What's the point? Yeah. Here, here in the U.S., it's a, bit, it's, a, it's a bit different here. I mean, speed limits are not always enforced. What is your speed limit there? Like, I think speed limit in where, where I live, like, the highest around me is 70 miles an hour is the speed limit. But I think the okay. highest speed limit in the U.S. is, like, 80 or 85. But everyone, yeah, everyone, no, but no, still... but ev everyone goes, oh, like, usually on average, whatever the speed limit is, People are going 10 miles an hour over that. And the police they do don't, they don't care. But you get in trouble. Oh, no, but the police do care. And we've got yeah. these motorways that are called smart motorways. Oh, and God. They, yeah, they'll give you a fine automatically. We don't need police to do it. There is systems that will do it. Like the speed cameras and all that? Yeah, we've got loads of them. So. Oh, God. You're giving it's me... just pointless having a car that, that if you don't drive on a track or if you, you, know, if you don't take your car to certain locations... Yeah the point of having that horsepower is and i'm a petrol head i yeah. like cars but it's just you're right just talk about the everyday car why do you yeah. why do you need that i agree and to be quite honestly that cadillac um 668 horsepower is a lot for a street car yeah it's 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 probably it's probably just about too much however you're just asking to lose your license However, the thing I, the thing that shocked me about that car being rear wheel drive, mm. it put its power down like it was all wheel drive. It really did. Oh, really? It, the the stability control on that thing is amazing. GM's oh, really? performance traction management PTM it it makes you go faster. You can turn it all off. Or you can slide around like a hooligan if you want to, but mm. you leave it on if you put it in the sport yeah. mode, the track mode. It, it, it it's honestly it's magical how how well it puts down power for being rear wheel drive and almost 700 horsepower and yeah, zero, to, zero to 60 is zero to 60 is like 3.6 seconds with a that's manual tough. rear wheel drive yeah however however let's uh, let's get off of that but um okay i'll let you talk about tiktok because i know nothing about it all i know is that no i wanted to talk about tiktok because i think you've got quite an interesting view on it haven't you i but do I don't understand that view so I want to, I want to talk oh. you about it to understand. So basically TikTok Why became... don't you want to be on TikTok? I think you'd love it. I think you are like TikTok in a person. <laughs> They're all like, no, no, no. You're uh, like, no, I don't like this because it, it's, you know, it's come from this place and blah, blah, blah. And I'll let you explain why. But to me, you need to be on there. That app's almost made for you. Well, here's... You love it. This is what I'm saying. It's been a while since I've done my research on this. This was like a year ago, and I I should okay. have I should have looked up on it more before this. But TikTok no, it was developed by the it was developed by the Chinese, and mm -hmm. here in the U.S., our relationship with China isn't the best. Okay, we're not enemies, but we're kind of enemies. Um, mm -hmm. And basically, some people reverse engineered TikTok. And they found it takes it basically takes all your information. Now, granted, that's a lot of stuff, but that was TikTok had some pretty. It was kind of on the extreme end, and that's just mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, my cybersecurity is important to me. 
I mean, I have nothing to hide. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like I'm just I'm just not very comfortable with that. I think now they've kind of I think it got sold. I'm not sure. I think it might have gotten sold, and it, that's not as big of an issue anymore. But it just—it's still owned by ByteDance, one of the largest companies in the world, which is okay. Chinese. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just Chinese. I don't know. I see. I don't have any problem with China. Uh, I can understand that there's some things that people may not like. There's a lot of things that I don't like. For example, testing on animals being oh, yeah. imperative. That's law. I don't agree with that. However, I can't just disregard everything that goes on. I mean, oh, no, the things around the house are made in China. It's China. I mean, China's but done I a lot for about the world. Data and stuff like that, yeah. But I think Facebook is probably a bigger threat to your data than anything else. Facebook's pretty bad, too. Mark Zuckerberg is. Yeah. Well, have you seen the documentary about Facebook and how they used it to do the campaign manipulation in America? Oh, yeah, yeah. Brexit. So the thing is, if you're online, if you're on the internet, if you're shopping uh, online, if you're doing anything, like even Zoom's probably taking some of our information, what can you do? Do you get right. what I mean? I right. think you should have a try. I think you'd love it. All right, I'll, I'll give in. A year ago, okay, that was I'll hard. give in. The way... The way it was a year ago is not how it is now. I wasn't even on it a year ago. I just thought it was all the little kids doing dancing. But it's not anymore. Promise. There is some dancing. I'll, um, in the next couple weeks, couple, couple weeks, I'll get around to doing it. I promise. Let me know so I can follow you. Sounds great. Um, yeah. Yes. I'll be. I succeeded. Yeah, you broke me down. I just want to see you on there. I think you'd love it. Honestly, Alex, it's not about winning. I really oh. think because of your personality, you would look, you'd probably lose a few hours in there. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's just like, I don't, you're, you're the one that keeps telling me I'm like hilarious, and all my friends tell me that too. You are hilarious. And, and I just, I don't know why. I, I, my, my friends told me to try stand up comedy. So I made like some comedy videos, like stand up stuff, just yeah, telling yeah, stories yeah. about my life. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I watch, and I watch it back. I'm like, this is just stupid. This isn't funny. It's not funny. Even stupid is funny, right? It's like I mean, it's just like after, I mean, the, the stories were just like it was just it was it was pathetic. It was just like it's no life stories are different. It. It's yeah. life, you know. And with TikTok, it's short form content. Right. It's just quick, funny stuff. And then if you want to be a bit more informative, like what I do or try to do, mm-hmm. uh, um, then I think you succeeded that, but. Thank you succeed you. at that. I don't know. I I'm will definitely. I'm trying to be humble, all right. <laughs> I will. I will come to you if I have any questions, which I. Yeah. I guarantee I, I will. Go did you into it? So it won't be fair for just left you hanging. Just ask. Yeah. Anyone else listening? If you're not on TikTok, get your butt on there. <laughs> I think every. I think I'm probably one of the last people in the world that's not on it. No, I don't think you are. There's loads of people that aren't. <laughs> yeah. It's not just uh, you. Don't worry. Yeah. Right. I so would... TikTok. That's TikTok. We've we've done that. Yeah, you broke me down. Abigail. Yes, love it. Perfect. <laughs> so, um, I don't, cars, I'd, I'd, I'd like to know some stuff. You know, you've driven a lot of cars lately. I know, um, yeah. it was the Volvo XC40 recharge or no? Recharge. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. That, because I know it, I think in Europe, the recharge is the plug in hybrid. Here in the US, the recharge is the fully electric one. It's just oh, like the both called recharge, I believe. 
Oh, really? Okay. We don't get, the, I don't think we get the plug in hybrid. I think we just, we just get the four cylinder turbo and then we get the full EV. If it was me, I actually I really like the XC40. I, I, I like it. Me, I get, I get the four cylinder turbo, but, yeah. and also the electric one is, I'm now kind of curious how much it, Volvo it's USA. It's a lot more expensive. It's, it, it's a lot more expensive as the electric. And a lot yeah. of people say, why are electric cars so expensive? Well, it's still really quite new technology. Like, don't get me wrong. I can understand people saying, you know, you know, electric's expensive. Cars are expensive. Mm -hmm. Inflation mm -hmm. makes things more expensive. Um, shortages of things make things expensive. Technology is expensive. And at the end yeah. of the day, it's still very new. I'm hoping that over time, things will start to level out a little bit more. Like, for example, VW bringing out a, an affordable electric car, hopefully in the next few years. It's currently a concept called the ID Life, mm -hmm. the VW mm -hmm. ID Life. And yeah. we that get looks the... great. 17 grand. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's affordable for a brand new car. You yeah. can't expect to just pay 10 grand for a car anymore. Yeah. So the XC40 recharge is $21,000 more than the base model four-cylinder XC40 here in the U.S. $21,000. That's a lot. Yeah, but the potential savings is what they're getting at. So you're not spent... Fuel yeah. in America is different. I, I mean, it's yeah. a long time since I've been to America, but fuel here is very expensive. So we're talking about... Or they're right. talking about... Not, also, you don't have to service electric cars as much every two True. years as opposed True. to every year, which is usually what you have to do. So there's just little things like that. It's the potential savings. I mean, it's, it takes time for that to take place. You know, yeah, you spend, you know, it, 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 it's not worth it if you're going to keep the car for, you know, three or four years. You're not you you pay all that extra money. You're not you're not going to make that money back. It's just it's. Well, you're what not do gonna... people spend on fuel per year? It depends on the car. Like you work it out. I'll tell you. Let's do. I'm going to go to the EPA, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, and I'm just going to do how much it costs. For, like, let's just uh, let's do my car, my Defender. So I spend about seven and a half grand on fuel. In your revoke. In that amount. One sec. Um, in, if I was to have few, right, so I spent about hundred, blah, 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 let me just see. So if I spend, right, I spent about just nearly two grand a year on fuel, maybe a little bit more sometimes, but if I times that by four, let's say, that's seven, let's say I've got seven and a half grand fuel spend in four years. So can I make some savings there? Also, if you live in a, a, a city having to pay certain congestion charges. London. Um, that's I know that's a well, big the thing. Only, yeah, but then you could argue, actually, to be fair, you could argue about, well, they keep, they're going to raise that over time. Things like uh, vehicle excise duty, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. car tax, road tax. They're going to raise that over time. So, yeah, I guess you're right. How much are you really saving? Um, right. It's a tough one. Yeah, no, it's a good point. So, the, according to the EPA, the U.S. Mm -hmm. government, mm -hmm. my car, a 2021 Land Rover Defender 110 with the two-liter mm -hmm. Ingenium four-cylinder engine, mm -hmm. um, 
on average, so the average uh, 2022 model year vehicle, I spend $7,500 more in fuel costs over five years compared to the average new car. Yeah, so, you've got, yeah. And this is, but this is also a little different. So the annual fuel cost, according to the EPA, is $3,400, but that's based on 15,000 miles a year, which is more than I do. So I would be doing a little less. Yeah. But. That's about right then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's just it weighing it all up. And if it's kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, if it's worth it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, it's tough. At the minute, it is, it is, I mean, I can only imagine what it's like in America. But I think unless you live in a, a big city here or, or somewhere suburban and you don't do loads of miles, then I can, mm-hmm. and you're going to keep the car, you don't want to change it. I think that right. it's worth getting an electric car. But if you like to change your car often, you're right, you're not having it long enough to accumulate the right. savings. Like if you lease, like I would not lease an electric car. It just Why? doesn't make, because you're, again, you're not saving anything. You're, yeah, you, might save, again, you might save money in fuel, but again, it, you're spending more to lease an electric car. Whereas if you lease you a gas, what? go ahead, go ahead. When you're, when you're leasing, though, you're not paying what you'd be paying on finance. So it depends on the deal. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what I mean? So there, it depends as well the reasons, the motivations for people getting electric. Some people do it for the environment, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So There's a lot of people like that. You don't really care about right. the cost because to you, you're reducing your carbon footprint, etc. And yeah. the talk, let's be honest, the instant talk in an electric car is a lot of fun. It is. I mean, you know, I like again, like I said, I'm not, I'm not anti-electric. I just, I'm just not on board with some. Like I said, again, Taycan was one of the best cars I've ever driven. The Ford Mach-E, which I refuse to call a Mustang because it's not a Mustang. However, it is. Oh, is that a, why you put in the word Mustang? <laughs> it is a fantastic car. I drove that thing. I drove. It was back in it's March or April. I drove the the long range. So yeah. the extended battery with all-wheel drive, and that thing was fun. It was like, yeah. I don't, I know, I don't think you get the edge anymore in the UK, do you? Or is that gone? Yeah. Ford no. Edge. So no. here in the US, I've never even. I know it was sold in the UK. I've seen last time I was there, I did see one, and I was like shocked. I was like, what the hell is a Ford Edge doing here? Um, they here in the US, they do an S an Edge ST. It's a crossover. We've never, we've never sold the Ford Edge, or we, we call. I think we'll call that something else. Well, you have the Cougar, which here in the U.S. is the Escape. My sister drives one of those, but the Edge yeah, is a little bit good. bigger. Uh, let me see. I'm interested. Go on. You were saying. I want to see. So that here works. in the U.S., we have a performance version of the Edge, the Edge ST. I've driven one okay, of those. Yeah. That was. I drove that. It was last year, two years ago. That was the worst car I drove that that year. The worst new car I drove because it was it was just horrible. It was mm. it was not fun to drive, even though it's supposed yeah. to be an ST. It was quick, but it wasn't fast. And but it's a people wagon. How fun yeah. can it be? But why why put why try to make it fun? I would not get that. I would save money and get like the four cylinder turbo. It's a little bit slower. But you were but... down with four kids. No. Or three kids. No. Well, they need to give the dad some enjoyment. If you want that, you, you get a Mercedes AMG wagon or an RS6. Yeah, or, or if you can't afford that. Then, got that money. Right. If you can't afford that, you get, you know, a Golf GTI. 
which is less yeah, money. But a Golf is not a family car at GTI. That's I know. Annoying. Well, it can, can be a family car, to it be is. fair, a Golf, but that's not really a family choice, is a GTI. Yeah, I know, but again, it, 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 no, the thing was, it was not sporty. The transmission was wacky. It had, like, two second gears. No, I mean, like, okay. the gear, like, like, I can't remember if it was second or third or third to fourth. The gear ratios were so small. Yeah. It, it was it, it, like in normal driving, it would just go from like first to third or maybe like second mm-hmm. to fourth. It would just skip over one gear because mm-hmm. it was. And then. And so then, you didn't like that one? No. Oh, and the fake engine noise was the worst I've ever experienced in a car. It was so, you put it in sport mode, the whole thing just gets louder by a lot and you just hear it. Oh, oh it was the jabs good. off their phone, Alex. Oh, I know, but it's not. So no talk one, to me, what else do you that. want to ask? Tell me. I don't, you know, there's, I'd like to kind of know your experience with, because you have an Evoke, the Range Rover Evoke. Yeah. Lovely car. I love that yeah. car. But I think you've had some issues with yours, haven't you? Oh God, yeah. Too long for this talk uh but in a summary i got the new model year one of the first to get mm-hmm. the new evoke mm-hmm. and it's been don't get me wrong you're always going to get some teething issues i could have probably rejected the car but because it's leased i really can't be bothered yeah. i would have done it by you know had bought it outright but um yeah it's had a lot of issues um <clears throat> a lot of people say oh you know range Rover's not reliable i'm one of those people that do say that however i will say that some of them are. It's just that the smaller stuff is not as reliable as the bigger stuff. Yeah. yeah? I agree know. with you 100%. Yeah. For example, the Defender, although you've had some issues, it's not really unreliable. I've never seen one at the side of the road. Same with mm-hmm. the big Range Rover. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sport can be hit and miss, um, but it, it's the smaller stuff. It's the Disco Sport and the Avert, which is the E-Pace. That have got that have got the issues, which is annoying, really, because that's their best-selling car is the Evoke, so sort it out. But You're in the I U.S. Say, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what I will say in, in, in the defense of a Land Rover is that um, the service in terms of the roadside team that come out to you, uh, it's called Land Rover Assist. Mm-hmm. They are impeccable. I've never had bad service from them. Car always gets sorted. Warranty is great. I've never had to pay a penny. Um, and also, I'm always kept mobile in something far nicer than what I've got. So whilst I, ca- I am moaning and saying, you know, it's not reliable, but what it is is the way that they've... Um, they've taken care of that, They've taken care of you the yeah, whole time. I don't feel like, they're like they've left me holding the bag. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they couldn't because I've got warranty. However... It's just dealt with. I'm not faffing. Don't get me wrong, it's an inconvenience. But when they're letting me drive a brand new Defender or a Velar, I'm not fussed. Thank you. Yeah. I'll see you in a few days. Toodles. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So exactly. I'm sure in context. Yeah, and it's and it's, it's you know it's another thing. They always people always say, oh, it's a Land Rover. It's it's, it's you know it's a Jaguar. They're they're so unreliable. And mm. they yes, they used to be. And compared to what they are now, from where they were. 10, 15 mm. years ago, they are so much better now. They really have improved. I don't a lot. know about that, you know, because but, I think that the old ones are quite but It depends. I think it depends on something like an L322 Range Rover with the old Jaguar 4.4 liter V8 and the 4.2 supercharged V8. Those are dead reliable. And then they went to the five liter and they had some issues, mm-hmm. which is the engine I had in my old one, but I never had any of the serious issues with the five liter because I took care okay. of mine. Um, but it can, it, it, it can be hit or miss. It's just, you know, I, I, 
I know it's like that though. With, you could argue the toss about any car manufacturer. Uh, yeah, they used to call them Friday afternoon cars. Yeah, I've yeah. got one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've got. Men on a Friday afternoon, they need to get home to wife and kids. Not interested in this yeah. one. See you later. You don't. You don't want a Friday afternoon, and you don't want a Monday morning. No, neither. Neither of those two. Give me a nice Wednesday, Wednesday car. Or Thursday. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you want. But no, that's but, not what I got. But it is what it is. It's yes. going back next year, so I'll get something else. What are you, are you going to hop on the electric bandwagon then? I can I be honest? I don't know. Everything's a bit up in the air at the minute because of the current car manufacturing situation. Right. So it's hard to say. I have a few ideas in mind, but I can't tell you concrete what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I might buy a banger. I might lease something. I might buy something. I don't know. Yeah. It's all so, a bit. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's all a bit up in the air. I don't know. Who who knows? I'd have a banger. So I'll uh, we'll start to kind of wrap this up. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. So um, fine. I kind of what car do you currently drive? We already went over that. Yeah, the Evoke. Um, so kind of I, I know this story because I know you posted on your Instagram. But for those that don't follow you here, what got you into mm-hmm. cars? What got me into them? I've always been into them since a kid, and I've always been able to look at any car on the road since being a kid and saying, oh, that's that, that's this, that's, you know, be able to say... You sound just like me. You sound just like me. And I play a little game myself. I'm driving along, and, you know, there might be a bit of traffic. I'm looking in the rear view. I'm looking out of my window, and I'll look and think, hmm, I can just see the the, the light of that car, the headlamp, or I can just see the window. Let me guess what it is. Like, I play those little games. I'm sad like that, but... My uncles and my dad were into their cars, and it's just been from there, really. I'm probably more into cars now than my dad, but um, in my family, all of us are into cars, the, the women as well. We've, we all like nice cars. Yeah. Yeah, that's my... Or like, just any cars, really. <laughs> oh, like, that's, that's the complete opposite of my family. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I could... Person. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could show my dad a picture of a Dodge Challenger in a Chevy Camaro. He wouldn't be able to tell you which one is which. Okay. Like that's like that's <laughs> it's not his thing, but um, he, 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 he drives an Audi Q7 and nice. he's not a car guy. But, but he does he, like nice cars. It's not like he's not fussed about them. You no, know, I and mean, he we never he never spent money on cars. That was like not never his thing until the first nice car we ever got was uh, my old car, my Discovery Four. It was we bought it new. Yeah. It was it was my mom's car, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. when I got my license, I wanted a Golf GTI. Yeah. My mom, years and years and years ago, had a rabbit, not the GTI, but she, for, in the U.S., okay. the Golf was called the rabbit. She just had a normal. Yeah. And she was like, oh, that thing's junk. It was, it was garbage. It broke down all the time. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not like that yeah. anymore. And I showed her a picture no, of it, and no, she was no. like, why do, you, why do you want that? And I was like, she didn't get it. So she got yeah. the Disco 5, and we kept the Disco 4, and I drove that for three and a half years. Yeah. So that was the first nice car. And then the second nice car was the Disco 5. And then, mm-hmm. uh, well, actually, the second one was my dad's Audi. He had a, a GMC before. That. We actually still have the GMC. It's a company car now. He sold it to his company. Nice. But, um, but yeah, then he went with the Audi. And I, I, he's my dad's a buy American type of person. He's, you know, mm-hmm. always, like, supporting America. And he, there were American cars, but they were all just terrible. He wanted a Ford Expedition. But it was it was at the time it was really bad. Like okay. a year later, they redesigned it and it was really nice. But at the time, it was bad, and it was more mm-hmm. expensive than his Audi, which is a top of the line model. It doesn't have every single thing on it, but it's pretty loaded. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Ford was more expensive and extremely cheap, I told him I was like, 
Audi Q7 is a great car. You know, we buy cars. We like we don't finance or anything. We pay cash because we keep cars a long time. We keep cars over five yeah. years, and that Audi is going to be reliable. The three mm-hmm. liter supercharged V6. It's in the it was in the mm-hmm. S4 and the S5. Those things are bulletproof engines, and um, mm-hmm. so and yeah, he, he really likes it. It's been a great car, and um, it's it's still it's still great. I enjoy driving it. Cars. He's just not into it. Yeah, he he doesn't even know Fair how everything enough. works in that thing. He's just like, you know, he knows the basic stuff and that's about, and he's 50, how old is he? 57 or something, but yeah. Fair enough. Um, so uh, a couple more. So what is um, your yes. favorite car of all time and your least favorite car of all time? I'll count the least favorite straight away. Nissan Duke, hate it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the face of the earth, but it's very, oh. very, very popular here. And when my, my previous car got written off, <clears throat> not my fault, but in an accident, um, it was quite a sick jerk, actually, for the company, the insurer, to play on me by giving me one of those as my longest courtesy car. Like, Ooh. I'm sorry, but I went from a very lovely Golf, you know, 17 plates, so the stunning Golf in grey, to the most hideous-looking cut-and-shut crossover SUV. I, I understand. Like, don't get me wrong. I can't disrespect it totally because it's carved out this crossover segment. You know this segment that that we've got in the UK here. But look at it. Just look at it. It's heinous. It's rank. It is rank, and it's very plasticky and horrible. And lots of people really like it. There is an absolute cult following for it, but it's just absolutely rancid. It's not for me. I'm so Um, glad. Real quick on that, they sold that in the US for years. I don't. I don't know when. Probably a good seven or eight years. They discontinued it. They don't sell it here anymore. They don't. Thank the Lord. But Nissan's. Nissan's making a comeback. They're forever. They were making garbage, but now they're making some really, really good stuff. So, good. favorite car? Um, it's, that's a difficult one. I'm sure you have I like, lots. I do. Uh, mm, I probably should have been prepared for this question, but it's difficult. I'm kidding. It's a Tag 4S. All I do is go on about the Tag 4S Porsche, the new one. I'd have an old one, but the new one for me is. It's lovely. It, yeah, I. It's like you get the target because you can't decide. Do you want a coupe or do you want a convertible? Ultimate no, compromise. I just like the quirk. It's so rare to see one. Um, yeah, out and about, especially in England. Anyway, mm-hmm. I've yeah, only my, ever seen a few on the road. My neighbor down the street has a really, really nice uh, sapphire blue nine nine one dot two target S target for oh, us. Beautiful, beautiful. They're just really nice. Like, yeah, they are. They're lovely. If I bought a 911, I'd get a GT3. But if I got a Carrera, I'd still get the coupe because I would track it. And I prefer the torsional rigidity that you get from a fixed roof. But I don't give a shit. But, I just love what it looks. But, but the Targa looks so much better. It's just got something about it. It's the quirky of the bunch. I love um, how they went back with it was 991. Because before, like 996 and 997 Targa was just a 911 with a glass roof and then 991 they brought back the you know it was a real targa had the targa bar and that they just they hit the nail on the head with that thing it's not um, the fastest and it's heavy no. but still i just still, it's, it's I just fast got a lot of character it's not about that for me even yeah. though i like fast stuff it's about his character mm-hmm. that's where i'm gonna yeah. i agree with you on that um so I'll kind of group, I don't have a favorite. Well, actually, I do have a favorite Jaguar F-Type. 
car. Really? British, British Racing Green. That. Oh, it's my favorite car of all time. British Racing Green. Is it? Yes, what, with what model? Yeah, like this year, like latest one. I, I preferred. I preferred the the front end of so like the 2014 to 2019 or okay, 20 yeah. before they did the facelift. And I still think the okay. facelift looks really good, but I just preferred the old one. You just uh, preferred that one. F-Type R Coupe, British Racing Green, the tan interior. Yeah. Just Oh, perfect. yeah, that's so yes. classy. Have you seen oh. Tiger in that kind of colorways? What was that? Have you seen a Tiger in those colorways? Like, didn't I send you like a picture of a Target not that long ago? It was like British. I feel racing. like it, it could have been you. Um, everyone knows that I like, well, yeah. not everyone, but anybody who knows me knows that Tag Forest yeah. is my car. So yeah. I, I get them sent a lot. Oh, look, here's a Target. I'm like, oh, Target. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I know that F, F type. Any, I've, I've driven them all. I've driven the V8, I've driven the V6, and the V6 is lovely, but the V8's the way to go. Um, yeah. Also, I get another one of my favorite cars. Nine Eleven GT three is up there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm a big Nine Eleven guy. Um, yeah, I'm just and, going to plug my laptop yeah. in. Yeah, and uh, I'd say least nice. favorite. It's hard. I mean, I've driven a lot of crap. Um, I'd say probably the oh, it, one of the worst like new cars I've driven was the Fiat Five Hundred L few years back that oh it's a fiat fun. i've never driven a fiat 500 i don't know if i dare do that to myself i like the um, one of my friends had in a bar um for a little while until he got hit by a pickup truck and he got hurt pretty badly but that was a really fun little oh car. that's awful but but, that but the because it was in a little tin can yes and it was a pickup truck that hit him t-boned him yeah. actually but um oh, God. he got it like, he was fine this guy was just like a broken arm Okay. But sorry, I'm just. Yeah, you're fine. But yeah. Fiat but the 500 L was. People like them, so that's the bigger one, isn't it? But oh, it still. was horrendous. It was horrendous. Yeah. I mean, don't um, get me wrong. Like, if I was given one, and I had no choice but to drive it, I'm grateful to drive any car. Like, you've got to give every car a level of respect. Oh However, yeah. Of course. I really personally do not like Fiat 500. A lot of people like them. I don't care how you tune it. I don't care what you do to it. It's just really not for me. Like, I think it's, I don't know. It's I boring. It's too small. I'd rather an up, BW up. Yeah, I think the 500, it, it's, you're right. It's very small, especially here for the US. I liked the way it drove. I'm not a big fan of the way it looks. It's a little bit too feminine for me. But yeah, it, 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 but it, but it, that thing just had so much charm and character to it. That's kind of, and I like a car with character. It's like you know, that's yeah, why I love JLR compared to the Germans. German cars just are amazing, but they just don't have character. They just aren't. They so you think? good. Their German cars are so good. I think the Range Rover Sport SVR definitely has character. That's what I'm saying. I mean, look at that compared to an X5M. X5M is faster. It, Drives a little RS6? bit better. That's got character, or I can't say the, the RS6. Audi, the Audi A7 or A5. I think, Audi A7 in terms of design, yeah, yes, but, but in terms of the way, but in terms of the way they drive, okay. I, I can't say that. Even though they're amazing to drive, and I, they're faultless. They just 
I'm gonna have to send you a video that kind of ex- explains that to you. It's on. I get what I get. No, I get. I get what you mean. Uh, I mean, I used to work for Volkswagen mm-hmm. Group. I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. Yeah, so I used to work at their customer service head office. I worked for uh, Audi and I worked for BW at different times. Mm-hmm. A little tiny bit to Skoda. But so the way I feel about the brands is very different to somebody who has not worked for them, and I and I don't I don't mean that like you know I don't know I, it's hard to explain like that was my life for a long time so I bleed blue I'm very big on Volkswagen Group so am I this is the first time I've ever had a car like an everyday car that's not Volkswagen Group really Literally, all my cars have, yeah because. I've, I don't know. It's easy for somebody who has not got that attachment to them uh, to, to think that they're soulless. But because, obviously, I attach a lot more than just the car to the brand. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? This is where I'm... This, I am a diehard Volkswagen fanboy. I am. I, yeah. I, G, like I said, I wanted a GTI. I really wanted the Golf R. But I yeah. wanted a GTI. And I my next car, I'm probably gonna get a golf r just i love okay. them so much so they but can't they just, be that soulless they're, they're they're not it's just they're they're just so good at what they do and i mean and i love that but it's just like you know it, it, there's a it just video doesn't do it the same watch. way i feel yeah it doesn't yeah. as amazing as they are and how i you know i would drive a golf r every single day and love every second of it mm-hmm. i just don't know if it, it just doesn't feel it doesn't have that X factor. It, you know, that's what no, a lot of other mean. cars, they Fender's have something that, yeah. that it has something that you just can't put your finger on that no, makes it better not. than the other stuff. But when mm. objectively, all the other stuff is a little bit better. Um, mm, so I'm going to end it here. Do you have, um, yes. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Go on, go on, go on. No, you're going to ask me something. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you have any more questions? Yes. You just said that you do. This is so, um, actually, I have two more, actually. First okay. one is car not sold in your home country, obviously that being the UK, that you would like to drive or test out. So right. So from America, something. it would be the Ford Bronco. How or was I guess going to guess that? Rib- okay. Or the Rivian R1S. That's two. very interesting. Yeah. Everyone, every European I ask this question, Ford Bronco, Ford Bronco, you know, Ford Bronco. It's, and I get it. I mean, that car is really hot they're cool as fuck they're so cool they are they are i've driven one um what i would take think? i would take it over jeep wrangler any day any yeah. day i just um, think that i just like stuff that's different and quirky yeah. and but however looks a lot like a land rover defense me but i don't care i think it looks like wally as well you yeah Disney yeah of mm. course but yeah with the bronco the thing it, it, it drove better than a Wrangler. It was more comfortable. It still wasn't like it's. I think it's a good middle ground between something as utilitarian as a Wrangler and is something that's really capable, capable but luxurious like the Defender. The Bronco's kind of right yeah. in the middle. Um, yeah. Maybe a little bit more toward the Wrangler side, but it makes it in. However, the interior is very cheap, and of course that's Ford. But like, but then again, it it's supposed to be because. It's, you're supposed to, you know, it gets muddy. You just take a hose and you just hose down the whole interior. It's yeah, fine. you're not that's, meant to be precious so, over it, yeah. So it, that's, it's acceptable that it's really cheap. And, 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 I don't know. think they're going to bring them to the UK, though. I don't think they want to make them <sighs> drive, do they? 
I remembered Ford when they announced it, they were going to sell it in Europe, but then they decided not to. I think they're happy to import, have them imported. I just, I, I've read more recently that they've got no plans to make yeah. it in Right and Drive. Yeah, it's interesting because it is based on the uh, Ford Ranger platform. It's the same platform, just shortened. Um, so, you know, two solid choices. Rivian's really cool. I'll, um, yeah, apparently a lot of people that were interested in it, and now the, the pickup truck, the R1T, is just yeah. now coming out. A lot yeah, of people cool. that were interested in those were people that currently drive Land Rovers. And I understand that because it's kind of like, yeah. like Land Rover, but a little like an American. Yeah, but a bit quirky. Mm. Like if it's the Silicon Valley version of Sully Hall. Um, yeah, it's cool. So last question. Yeah. The, so you've driven quite a few cars this year. You've driven cars that you mm -hmm. liked. You've driven cars that you don't like. Yeah. So what is your car of the year? What is the car that you drove this year that stands above them all? You're not going to like this. Are you sat? Well, you are sat down. I can see that. But uh, <laughs> Tesla Model Three. Oh God! Yeah. I, I knew. Know. I knew it. I knew that you wouldn't like that. But it, I can't. I can't lie. That is the absolute god's honest truth. If I was going to change for electric right now, it would be for that car because it is so much fun. <sighs> so much fun. Like my license is quivering right now. Like it's just a I... great car. Abigail, What's I love you, but but I cannot, I just cannot agree with you on that. Good, more more Model Three <laughs> for me then, if you don't agree. This is what I have to say about it. That car, objectively, is a is a mode of transport from A to B. It's kind of hard to fault. It does a lot of things really well, and I will say mm -hmm. Tesla's battery technology is way ahead of anyone network, else, yeah. and charging network is way ahead of anyone else. Mm -hmm. However. Um, I've driven, I've, I've driven, you know, I've driven Model 3 long range in two versions of the Model 3 performance. And I don't, have you seen my video on the Model 3? No. You might, I don't know if you'd want to see it. I, I need to trash the car. It, but the thing is, the, the, the thing is that I didn't like about, and kind of why I was really hard on it, because I was coming from a perspective performance sedan. I'm not talking about like the comfort and the convenience and all that. I'm coming like, you know, how is this compared to an M3, compared to an RS5, compared to a Cadillac yeah, that's ACS? That's not the competitor, surely. Is yeah. it? The Model 3 performance competes directly with the M3, the Julia Quadrifolio. But how can it if it doesn't have an electric equivalent? That's not possible. We're talking about two different types of engine. It's but never going to be it's comparable. Still, it's still in the you know compact um, executive sedan segment, regardless of whatever, what powers it. It, it, you know, it, it's the same I size. I don't think an M3, I, I don't know. I think you can't compare them because it's like chalk and cheese. You're never going to get the excitement that you're going to get with an M3. The grunt, you know, the grunt of the engine, yeah. the way it feels, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You're never going to get that. You, it's like, you can't compare the two. It's, then it's again, it's never going to be an RS car. It's never going to be an M car. Well, performance is Tesla's performance it's not even a performance well, division let's face it, it's all software but it, that's what it competes with and that's that's also how it is here in the u.s how we kind of classify stuff but it's you know it's the okay. same size as a c-class or in it or three series it, it's a little bit cheaper it's actually the tesla is a lot cheaper than an, an m3 um uh, than c63 it's about mm. it's like a thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars less than the equivalent cadillac which mm. is way better um, yeah, but you no, know, but I just didn't actually, uh, 
last week I drove the model. If, if you were to take away the comparisons that you've put it against, just take mm-hmm. them away. They're not what you're comparing it against. Say you're comparing it against, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of something that's on a on a, on a similar level in that kind of car class, and I'm struggling. But say, for example, you're comparing it against a normal Audi A4 or a normal C-Class. Nothing, just AMG line, not mm-hmm. even proper AMG, just, so, just something normal. So comparing like the, like the mid-range Model, the Model 3. Model 3, let's say long range, yeah. yeah, against something like that. That's the true comparison. I don't think you can, unless it's a, you know, a, a supercar. Right. It, so compared... I, I, you know, in terms of price, that would be like in the same categories. I just mean three, drive. I just mean drive, drive and other, you know, the complete. I, I, I even said in my video, I think a three thirty, a three thirty i with the adaptive dampers was a better driving car than the Model Three Performance. It's not as fast. Hell, it's nowhere near as fast. But in in terms of handling, it, it was. I thought it handled really well. No. I, I honestly, that, I don't know. Different shirts are different folks. But I think exactly. if you're pitching the Tesla Model 3 uh, performance against an M3, the M3 is going to whoop it all day long because that's a different animal. Not in a straight line. Straight line, the Tesla's no, I mean, always like, going to put... Diff- it's a different yeah. customer for a start. Mm-hmm. Someone that wants an M3 is not interested. It's for different people. It serves right. different purposes. If it was a an M3 that's electric, then fair enough. But I just think they're just so yeah. stark. I would never pitch them to. Yeah. I actually what Tesla's aiming at. You're a long way off yeah. the mark. Well, I last week I drove the Model S Plaid, the one with yeah, 11, almost 1,100 horsepower. A lot of my complaints with Tesla, mainly being quality issues, mm. were they were not remedied with that car the quality was still very much subpar but it was so much in better than the, than the st- you know just things lining up you know, panel gaps on tesla's is horrible tesla paint quality is horrible he squeaks really? and rattles. oh yeah that's the thing people don't a lot of people talk about it but the tesla people you know they come after you with torches and pitchforks if you say anything somewhat negative or if you mention like m3 in the same sentences model 3 performance or something like that. Okay. We can go on and on about that, but yeah. the quality, it, 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 it's just not good. It, it, and even there are Tesla people that will admit that, that the quality mm. just That's isn't a shame. However, um, the Model S Plaid, it, it, th- that thing should not be allowed. I'm mean, going back to what we were saying earlier about too much power. Mm. That zero to 60 in two seconds flat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I got I got on the highway on an on ramp. I put my foot down for like seven seconds. I looked down. I was doing one hundred thirty seven miles an hour. Like wow. that's just how fast. And in the yoke steering wheel, it's like it's literally like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's plain stupid. I mean, you can't yeah. if you need to maneuver. Like you can't you can't do this. That. That sounds like fun. No, I don't. I'm sure that so you're not a Tesla fan. It. No, God, no, no. Fair how, enough. Fair enough. If you like them, you know. I didn't like I didn't like them, but having driven it, having driven yeah. it, I feel different. And at the end of the day, everyone's entitled to their own opinion on something. Yeah, of course. Not everyone's going to like my car. Not everyone's going to like your car. Not everyone's going to have love the same car. agree. I love but your car. 
again, for me, it was the CT5 V Blackwing Cadillac. It was just, it was. It was just a game changer for you. It was, yeah. Even though, even though it's not as fast in a straight line as an M5 or an E63 yeah. or an RS6. Yeah. It had character. It was old school and it's Cadillac's last ice performance cars, the CT4 yeah. and CT5 Blackwing. And they, cool. um, they knocked it out of the park. It's something I, I said before in my, when I talked about it in depth, the suspension yeah. tuning on that. It has the magnetic ride, the magnetological yeah. dampers that can adjust a thousand times a second. You put that thing in the tour mode, the comfort mode. It is so soft and so cushy. I could put my mom, I could put my girlfriend, I could put my grandmother in that thing and they won't complain. The minute oh, you put it good. in track mode, it, it stiffens up like a race car. I mean, the yeah. difference is night and day. But wow. again, that's that's Not very good. that's for me. So uh, wrap this up here, Abigail. Thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you? No, uh, you're welcome. Why don't you tell us where uh, where to find you? Everywhere, but um. Everywhere. No, not really. Um, everywhere. Although to be fair, I keep getting lots of comments that people are sick of seeing me on TikTok, <laughs> um, which is so funny. Like, so what? Yeah. <laughs> Some people have said. I've, I, why am I still seeing you? I've clicked not interested. <laughs> Don't know, sucks to be you. But um, you can find me on Instagram and it's at She Talks Cars. You can find me on YouTube. Again, She Talks Cars. Find me on Facebook, She Talks Cars and TikTok. Awesome. She Talks Cars again. Well, it's, that makes it simple. She Talks Cars everywhere. She Talks Cars everywhere, pretty much, yes. All right, Abigail, again, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure, and uh, we hope to have you on again soon, all right? Thanks for having me, Alex. Of course, you're, so very, you're very welcome. Take care, and I'll see you.